to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to episode 218 of the Dave's Unknown podcast uh, for all things Minnesota United soccer. Um, we are going to jump right into it because we have uh, two games this week. We have two games to somewhat preview for next week. Um, we're wrapping. We're getting very close to the end of the season. Um, oh, stuff so to talk about. So let's just uh, jump in. If you if you want to join the Patreon, if you're not yet, I don't know why. All right, let's jump in. First game, uh, what the hell just happened? Uh, was Wednesday, October 20th. Minnesota United played the Philadelphia Union. And we had never beaten the Union until uh, Wednesday night. And this was a game that I also didn't think we were going to beat the Union halfway through the game. Um, Philadelphia looked really good in attack. Um, but Minnesota scores the first goal. Uh, Adrian Unu, uh, assisted by a beautiful assist by Fragapane and uh, Reynoso. Dreamy, creamy, Adrian, supreme, almond cream, dream. Love the rhyme. Yeah. Love the rhyme. This all starts when, when Gasper forces a turnover in the attacking third of all of all things. He's the one who gets it to Reynoso. And then Reynoso, Fragapani, and Unu just do the thing. Yep. But uh, it, I say this as I hope it's a sign of things to come, but also that it's kind of rare. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, especially the finish from Unu. Uh, and then not four minutes later, we gave it right before halftime. We gave the lead. Uh, we gave up the lead uh, to Philadelphia uh, with Gazdag assisted by Montero and Wagner. Um, MJ, what do you have on this goal? Uh, five looms uh, collapsed around Jamiro Montero. Um, the Kai Wagner pass, whatever. It's, it, it's, a, four, it's a progressive pass. Mon- Montero doesn't work to get five looms collapsed. And there are three to four LAFC people, two on the weak side, one on the strong side, all wide open and no one is covering them. Yeah. It was a pretty poor defending of of a goal. Uh, Second half kicked off and Philadelphia uh, scores within 10 minutes, the 54th minute. Uh, This is Gazdag again scored. uh, I believe this was a pretty, a a pretty, very pretty goal. Um, if, If I remember correctly, it was last Wednesday. So. So it goes off Miller's hand over to the weak side, and Gazdag heads in. Unu lets him go, and Gasper lets his guy go. There are two guys on the back door ready to head the ball in with nobody in between them and the net. They can just saunter in. And Unu leaves, raising his hand, thinking it's an offside. It goes off Miller's hand. It can't be an offside. <laughs> it goes off one of our players. Right. And right. you may think that I'm just – Mr. Defensive Discipline, I'm always so harsh on our players. Listen, whoever's decision it was to post gas for one of your most inexperienced defense, defensive players on the weak side, and Unu, our striker, on the defense on the weak side defensive side, why Boxall and Metinier weren't over there is beyond me. Yeah, good question. Uh, good point. Um, yeah, it's the coaching staff who's in charge of set pieces. So, and that like for like sub paid off for uh, Adrian Heath because Robin Lude scores a goal um, with an assist from uh, Reynoso. And Baizo just shanks a, a back pass, and Reynoso very cleverly runs behind Baizo, so he can't see him. He's in his blind spot. So Baizo doesn't really know that he can't just lollygag this pass back to Glesnes. And Reynoso just steals it. But then uh, after stealing it, he makes uh, Glesnes and the other center back who somehow got on team of the week, he makes him look silly. Both of, both of them collapse on him. He does this beautiful back heel pass. Yeah. Well, that's not the, the worst thing that made MLS look silly for, for this week. So, Oh, God, no. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, four minutes later, Fragapane, um, no assist on this goal. Um, who knew, uh, takes a shot. It goes off of Andre Blake, 
who falls, it falls, ball falls to Fragapane and he just buries it as uh, almond cream. Do we figure out if Frank Payne, if it's Frank Payne, if he's bad, almond cream, if he's good or vice versa? Uh, I like almond cream is good. Okay. And right to almond cream who, who buries Frank it. So it's like a pain in my ass. Uh, all right. And then so good. Frank Payne, bad. Right. Right. Uh, Minnesota. Sometimes um, you feel like a nut. <laughs> Minnesota is uh, on the front foot here until the 77th minute when Romain Metnier gets really upset and uh, throws a ball at Kai Wagner uh, and gets a uh, straight red card. Um, MJ, I know there was a couple more yellow cards, uh, one for simulation from Reno. So why don't you, I'm going to, I'm going to lay out here for you to, to drop your referent in. So in the fifth minute, Metnier and Imbizo get in, in, in some sort of collision or tackle. And I believe Metnier pushes Imbizo. Not hard, but the retaliation is much harder and it knocks Metnier to the ground. And the ref should have given Imbizo a red card right then and there. And if he had, he wouldn't have lollygagged that lazy pass to Glesnus that Reynoso scored. So I kind of am glad that he left him in, but that should have been a red card to send a message that you can't push another player down to the ground like that. So that's just a yellow. Then they have the audacity to give Reynoso a card when a Philadelphia Twitter account says someone kicked his arm. He pretended like he, he, his head got kicked yellow card for simulation. I'm just like, someone still kicked his arm. Someone shouldn't kick his up be kicking his arm. So Reynoso gets a yellow card for that. Kai Wagner gets a yellow card for his horrible simulation from getting the, the dodgeball thrown at him by Bentonier. But the reason why Bentonier was so frustrated in the first place was, uh, what was the name? Martinez, right? Yeah, I think so. Martinez goes down in the box, pretending he got clipped by Reynoso, and he didn't get clipped at all. It was a complete dive. Now, the angle of where the ball was and where the ref line of sight was, it was a good dive. It was really good. It was well executed. But that's why Metonier is so upset in the first place. Now, does Metonier need to have, like, more calm when you're winning. It kind of felt good, though, right? Yeah, it kind of felt yeah, good. I'm Mednir not going to lie. A, he's got a, a short fuse, let's say, and uh, I think teams have realized that and are and are are taking it to them. They 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 attack down uh down their right with an ad chase and they uh they uh push shit and, and shit house with Romain Metonier. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Concacaf sure. shit right there. Like Concacaf. I, I just. I was listening right to this game and and again I'm sorry at score north but you don't paint beautiful word pictures in my brain with the play by play uh it just doesn't it's not happening but long before this moment this red card metonier situation I had tweeted f Alan Chapman, the rep. <laughs> okay, because Alan Chapman was a fucking terrible ref the entire first half up to the 83rd minute. Um, his his it was just his like cherry on top to red card Metonier when he couldn't even yellow card people for red card bullshit when it was in our favor. Yeah, it's. I feel like we've had run-ins with Alan Chapman before. Yeah, I recognize that name. I was like, oh no, I know you. If I know your name, you're (laughs) not good. It's not like I'm looking you up to send a bouquet. Right. Okay. Well, either way, Minnesota sees the game out, and we win uh, three to two, which was uh, which was great. Three points again. We've never beaten Philly before Wednesday night, so um, that's excellent. Uh, let's move on to Saturday then. Minnesota United hosts uh, LAFC. Oh, I, I, I also point out because I, th- I think it's important to point out. I was watching this game, um, at the Blackheart, and it was notice the the stadium was noticeably noticeably empty, um, very quiet on the broadcast. Even it was I'm not sure how how the Wonderwall and, and the crowd ever translates to radio, um, and all that. But I know for, definitely there was. Anytime they would pan to the crowd, there was hardly, you know, there's, it was 
I think we there was someone who pointed out that it sounded like there's about 10,000 actual people that they scanned for tickets. That um, was the Philly game. That was the Philly game, yes. They announced the, they they announced like 18,000 or something like that, but they actually it sounds like someone with an inside source said they only scanned about 10,000 tickets. Um, mm-hmm. I had picture I had people who were in there who sent me pictures of the Wonderwall. Wonderwall was was dead and, and you know had maybe 500 people in it maybe um so i just i feel like we should definitely point that, that out well, wednesday night games are chronically less as well attended than saturday games historically oh yeah, oh, yeah. no no for sure i understand but it, it's also it it's not it's never been that bad um that's ten thousand people it is was, is that was, is nessie crowds so it's um, uh i felt like this Saturday night game was, I mean, I went, um, was better attended than, I mean, much, I don't know how the Wonderwall panned out, you know, they, people around me in my section were saying like, where are the drums? And, and I explained to them, you know, like what was happening as far as I understand it as an outsider um i anyway uh, i lost my train of thought (laughs) that's right so friday so saturday's a lot better obviously i think we knew that the the team knows the team knows that um they know wednesdays are a tough sell especially with you know any fans with kids it's right before mea weekend so people were getting out of town oh i'm sure yeah thursday friday so i mean there's that's there's lots of things that are working against it but it was it was definitely noticeably different um on the on the tv broadcast so yeah Let's jump into Saturday. Um, Minnesota hosts LAFC. Uh, this game, uh, Minnesota, you know, let's just say for the most part, Minnesota controlled this game um, pretty well. We had possession. Uh, yeah. Had possession. Uh, outshot the team, outshot LAFC, although it was only seven to four and shots on target. We still have some issues with finishing. Um, but uh, you know, pretty much all facets of the game, Minnesota won, uh, except for the one facet that makes the most, uh, that gets you points, which is uh, scoring goals. So yeah, that, 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 in the 32nd minute, um, LAFC so has, he said goals change games. Goal. He does. He did say that he does. He doesn't like to say that Uh 32nd minute LAFC scores a goal. Uh, there's a free kick uh, from Morongo that basically, I don't understand how Tyler Miller um, totally let that one go five hole on him, but yeah. uh, it, it was, a, it was a pretty big, uh, we were talking last week about how, Tyler Miller had really made too many like major errors in the season. Of course, then he chooses the, the one of the most important weeks of the season to make it just a completely boneheaded, uh, boneheaded error. That it, allowed... just, it was like, it just like, it just slipped through, but I wasn't at the right angle because I'm profile view of him. Yeah. You're, you're a goalkeeper. When, when it's bouncing like that, it's, it can be really tricky when, when the ball's bouncing and I'm not going to say that the, he shouldn't have saved it. You don't it. have him in like a bomb. He should have. But when it's bouncing and slow, you take a lot of things for granted. Yeah. And like, it, like, like his legs were open. They probably should have been closed. He probably should have got a, his chest in front of the ball because it was bouncing. It was and over he, the it was over the wall. So, you know, you, those are always those are always a little tougher, too. Um, he had to shuffle to his right a little bit. So it wasn't straight on. The one thing if it was like straight on, but he shuffled to his right a little bit. So I'm sure. Yeah, right. I'm sure his feet weren't set properly. His legs were, were too wide open. Yeah, he definitely should have, um, uh, you know, went chest first on it to try, you know, to get your hands out there. Um, you know, if you spill, if you spill a very small rebound there, I don't think it's going to be a problem. But, um, but you, that's what I mean. Certainly, LAFC has some really talented attackers, and you don't want to spill rebounds to LAFC if you can avoid it. So I understand why he was trying to like catch it or, or try it, to yeah. catch it, and it just and it, you know, if it takes a weird bounce off the turf and it doesn't come up like you think it was would. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you have your legs together to, to prevent, you know, that from yeah. going from hitting. So it hits your legs and bounces off and not like goes through your legs. Or again, I, this is me more hockey, but like you go down to your knees and, and you get your, your knees, thighs and chest in front of it. But yeah, it's yeah. a little different, a little different for soccer, but yeah, same, same, same concept. It, Back it, it stop really your is. hand for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in the uh, 48th minute, so third minute of stoppage time in for the first half, there's a gigantic collision between uh, Kim Moon-Hwan, um, Sibiga, the referee, and Ozzy Alonso. MJ, tell us a little bit more about this. Well, Sibiga should get basically two minutes for interference because he's trying to get out of the way 
of Kim Wuhan. He has no clue where the ball is. The ball is behind him. Kim Wuhan is running onto the ball, and he actually steps, moves to step in front of a charging Kim Wuhan. I don't think Sabiga, I don't know where his head was, but like I don't think he knew where all the moving pieces were. And so they collide. Ozzy's going for the ball, and like Ozzy does, he's he gets ball. But he also gets a a boot from Kim Moon Hwan into, into his face. And and Sabiga's body flies over him like as if I was watching a Fast and the Furious movie. Like it like the, just these cars just you know are flying over each other and barely missing, you know, and you know it's entertaining. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm as a Korean, I'm sad that Kim Moon Han wasn't uh, back in the second half. He was taken out at halftime, and I know some people are gonna say it's concussion protocols. It already might be out what officially the injury is, like. But that's just officially, you know. MJ Anon says that Ozzy went to shiv him in the locker room at halftime and says, if you come back out there, put put a boot to my face, you're gonna get shivved, and so. Kim Wuhan just said, yeah, I'm out. That seems, I mean, if there's anybody on the Minnesota United team that will shiv you, it's probably Ozzy Alonso. So I don't know. He's a girl dad now. Shout out to Wes for talking about Ozzy and shivs. I love it. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, uh, is there a concussion protocol for referees? That's what I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. I don't know if there's a concussion protocol for referees. There should be. I do know I that think he... clearly there should be because, and I think that the outcome of this game, even though I know his assholery was consistent from minute one until now, but maybe, um, you know, maybe we throw out his this game and do it again and we win. Because... <laughs> Because the ref had a concussion and really wasn't in at all the right mind, he shouldn't have even gotten up off the field. Really, um, you know. Well, my my um, one of the people in my group, Cheryl, is a health professional. Shout out to Cheryl Biesner. She noticed two things: one, that the fourth assistant was warming up mm-hmm. on, on the on the sidelines, like he was running up and down trying to get warm, thinking he might have to sub in. Uh, yeah. And the other thing that Cheryl noticed is hoping that, he was secretly hoping it was his big break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His big break. Sabigas did not change his shirt. So he had like this blood stain on his shirt. And I'm pretty sure if there's not a protocol about that, there should be. Get yeah, bloodborne pathogens, motherfucker. Get clean. Interesting. <clears throat> Well, like, do we have Hep B vaccinations as protocol out there on the field, y'all? You, I know you don't care about the vaccine, but you know, like, bloodborne pathogens don't fuck with them. Yeah, not great. Uh, what is great in the sixty-fifth minute, though? Um, <laughs> see that smooth transition, everybody. Minnesota scores their goal to equalize. Uh, it's Ozzy Alonso who uh, side volleys it into the net off of a Reynoso free kick. Blackman, the uh, LAFC goalkeeper, spills it. A really terrible uh, rebound that he gave up uh, right yeah. to Ozzy Alonso, who takes. Uh, honestly, it's 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 a bad it's a bad uh, a bad rebound because you shouldn't really give that one up. Um, but Ozzy takes a ridiculously hard shot. I think the XG on that was like 0.12 or something. So very very low. Not a not a shot that it gets made very often. He just puts his boot over the top of it so he doesn't sky it. Because you see that very often when they take those side volleys, they they, they like overhit yeah. it and they just sky it into the into the wonder wall. He didn't it's he in the air over. and it's hard to come down on top of it. He got over top of it and he puts it into the back of the net. Uh, ties the game up one one and that is how it ends. Um, yeah. Any your thoughts on the goal? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> uh, all right, <clears throat> so let's do. Instead of doing Freddie Deuce for both games, we're just going to do one uh, one set of Freddie Deuce uh, for Minnesota uh, and then for collectively LAFC and Philadelphia. Uh, MJ, you want to start with your with your Freddie Deuce for both Minnesota? Um, good so and bad. My my good Freddie Adu for Minnesota is, is Ozzy Alonzo. I thought he played great in both games on both sides of the ball. 
Um, he didn't score a goal in the Philadelphia game, but his defensive awareness, uh, again, sliding in for, you know, one of our backs and might be a little out of position um, or caught off guard. And then progressive plays through the midfield to get it to a Reynoso or a Will Trap or even one of our wingers was great. And then for my shitty Freddie Adu for Minnesota is a combined of Heath and Sean, Adrian Heath and Sean McCauley because I feel like this is five years now. Okay, Sean McCauley only two years. But if you're brought in as a defensive expert or defensive specialist slash player personnel person, and you're still not keeping your body between weak side players and the net, like that's not happening. And we have five years of film of this not happening. That's on them. Like, yeah. like different players, different players come in, make the same mistakes. When you see different players not do the defensive discipline things, that's on the coaching staff. Yep. And uh, for my opponents, uh, good Freddie Adu, I'm going to do LAFC. Um, true Adu, uh, good Freddie Adu, Kim Moon Hwan, uh, look great at uh, right wing back uh, in their 3-5-2. Uh, Raheem Edwards at the left wing back also looked good. Um, and uh, so I thought Kim Moon Hwan looked really good in the first half, except for that stupid collision. And, you know, clumsy fucking Koreans, you know, uh, everyone thinks that I'm the one who gives them a bad name, but I see like other people do too. Yep. Uh, all right, Jess, who do you got for both Minnesota? And it looks like you're taking the Philly game for this, for this one. <laughs> all right. So I got a true do for Minnesota and that is Roman Metanier <laughs> because yeah, don't let them don't let them fuck with you, and fuck Wagner and fuck Alan Chapman twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna go with for mine. Um, I met Nier as my my shitty Freddie do as well. Um, so <laughs> I don't need to spend too much time talking about that. Uh, I'm gonna go with Reynoso. Um, he obviously gets the free kick, uh, hits the free kick in the LAFC game. Um, has a, a an assist, but also just absolutely dominated the Philly game. Uh, his presence was, uh, it's just yeah. so, so striking how much different Minnesota United plays when he's not on the pitch. So, um, okay, let's, uh, let's move on to um, our other United news. Uh, oh, shit. I didn't do my, uh, I didn't do my um, other one. I don't care. Whatever. Uh, other United news, uh, Ozzy Alonso was named, deservedly named to MLS Team of the Week for Week 32. Uh, congratulations to Ozzy Alonso. Uh, not a ton of other United news other than uh, we'll be talking about what's happening there on Tuesday um, uh, in, in after the break. But MJ, uh, you have it in here that the Revolution, oh yeah, Revolution clinched their first supporter shield. Um, yeah, so, they, and go ahead. they did it. They got one point by drawing Orlando City, and that's not how they clinched. They they clinched they backdoor clinched because uh, Sporks they went to Seattle. Clinched. Get that on a t-shirt, bitches. Yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> the 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 Sporks went to Seattle and they actually beat Seattle um, on a really amazing goal. If you watch the highlights of it, but you know Sporks beat Seattle two one, and that means that since Seattle was the closest. Uh, competitor for having the best record in MLS, New England Revolution, under the direction of the great Bruce Arena. Win a sport <laughs> shield. Arena. Uh, all right. <clears throat> and then uh, the other little bit of news. Uh, oh, Sporks, I think, um, and Colorado both clinched playoff spots uh, this week, too, by the way. So um, the other little Colorado, bit of. Colorado. Yep. Gross. The. Uh, the thing we were alluding to earlier is uh, the MLS.com social media account person needs to um, needs some training. Um, they put out, if you were watching the, that Sporks Seattle game, there was a, a moment in the, <laughs> I, believe, I believe in the second half where um, Christian Roldan or was it Alex Roldan? I can't remember. It was a Roldan uh, was backing into the goal uh, against Tim Malia. Tim Malia reaches like around him to make a save. And then basically picks him up and does a body slam, like body slams him into the. Uh, it's into closer the, to a choke slam, but yeah, 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 it, yeah. It was a rock bottom. If you if you're if, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you ever watched uh, professional wrestling when The Rock was uh, in his heyday of, of professional wrestling, he did a rock bottom, um, which 
they tweeted out and tagged the rock in it and which is somewhat funny however it was a very serious and very dangerous play and Roldan could have gotten seriously seriously hurt um i don't even think Melia got a yellow card for that he definitely should have deserved he deserved a red card I think it was like in right near halftime or right after halftime when it happened too so it was they wouldn't play half a game without uh without Malia um and we know Sporting Kansas City does not play as well when they don't have Tim Malia playing and would have been uh, no. probably, out, probably would have been out for uh the game against us on uh Saturday which would have been or Sunday which would have been super helpful um, but yeah. he, did, he didn't get a red card. Uh, I believe he didn't even get a yellow card. So maybe they looked at it and gave him a yellow he, card. He got, yellow. he got a yellow card. Okay. It was just, it was a ridiculously dangerous play. And then to, uh, to promote it uh, via social media, it's just, I, you know, it, if you could, you could have seriously hurt somebody. Um, and even the rock yeah. uh, retweeted, you know, tweeted it was like, uh, that is definitely, that's a rock bottom. Um, I'm sure I'm hopefully the guy uh, didn't get his bell rung. And I'm pretty yeah. sure you guys should have given the guy who did the slamming right. a red card, a card of the red of the red varietal or whatever. So <laughs> it was a pretty much an uh, own for uh, MLS own by the rock. Um, nice. And yeah, it was just, it was just really, it was, yeah, it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen um, on a soccer pitch, honestly. I mean, I've seen, I've watched, I've watched quite a bit of comic bowl and, uh, and uh, Copa <laughs> Libertadores and stuff. And even that I haven't seen someone fucking choke slam a dude. Um, in the goal, into the goal. <laughs> so Dude, respect for Malia revoked. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we have uh we'll talk some loons playoff numbers. Um, we have some MN Woso uh, and go for soccer to talk about, and then we have a, a couple of games to preview. So um, yeah, we'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I won't be who you like me to but we both know i can't do nothing at all all right and welcome back uh as a quick very quick break um let's start off uh with some women's soccer and uh let's start off with the gophers uh mj let's know how the gophers did this week so we're in the final stretch. This is the last week of the regular season for the Big Ten. And they really needed at least one win or, you know, a win and a draw or preferably two wins to get into that Big Ten tournament. And they went to Iowa, which last time we checked were tied in the standings around that sixth, seventh, and eighth spot. And uh, getting a win at Iowa would have been huge. Unfortunately, uh, late in the game, uh, Kenzie Rowling, for Iowa, uh, put in a, a, a really nice goal, and uh, that meant the Gophers lost 1-0. This Sunday, they played their last uh, home game. It was senior day. Uh, they honor five seniors. It's really weird in college, especially since last season uh, does not count as a year of eligibility. So you already have, you know, redshirt freshmen or, you know, some people there's grad students playing or whatever because they have extra years of eligibility. Um, so I do not know how many of these five are coming back, but Delaney Stecker, Megan Gray, Patricia Ward, Alana Dressley, and Kenna Beisman and uh, Kenzie Landock all honored uh, at the start of the game uh, for seniors. Uh, all the seniors that were healthy played pretty much 90 minutes, which is pretty awesome for Aaron Chastain to do. Uh, sadly, they lost 2 nothing. Uh, to Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska had a long string of about eight losses and two ties, and they go out with three wins, uh, one against Wisconsin and one against us. So impressive for, for Nebraska. Their number six, Abby Schwartz, that scored the first goal, and their number 37, uh, right midfielder uh, Jordan Zaid. Uh, that combo forward and midfielder, they led to the first goal, which ended up being the winning goal. Uh, they're really good. They looked really, really good, and they made us look bad. Um, the other piece of cool news is that because it was the last game of the season and it's senior day, uh, nine alumni were there for the Gopher Soccer um, celebrating part of this kind of larger Minnesota women's sports at the University of Minnesota. And so uh, nine alumni were honored from 
all sorts of years, going back from 20 years ago to as recently as, as last year. So very cool. Um, what this means is after the dust settles, uh, Gophers finished 10th. They need to be top eight to uh, make the Big Ten tournament. So uh, again, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Aaron Chastain does next year. Uh, things to build on, uh, a win against Baylor, a win against Penn State, their first loss and three goal loss in a long time, and a win away at Ohio State. Cool. All right. Well, that conclude. Well, maybe it doesn't conclude our Gopher soccer coverage for the year, but uh, won't be as much going on um, uh, for the rest uh, of the season. So, uh, in other women's soccer, um, MN Woso, uh, they there'll be an announcement. We mentioned it last week about when the voting um, will start after the designs have been made. Um, that's going to be coming up pretty soon here in November. Uh, Megan Rapino was at the Blackheart yesterday. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys if you guys caught this on the news. Um, but, uh, Megan Rapino made an appearance at the Blackhearts, got her picture taken in front of the mural. Um, it was very hush hush. Um, I think only like three or four people knew about it. I just happened to be there cause I was watching Liverpool, uh, stomp the shit out of Manchester United. And, uh, <laughs> so it just worked out that I was there. I definitely not, was not intended. I had no idea, um, that she would even be coming, uh, let alone a time or anything like that. So there's a few, there's a few people there. So some of us got pictures with her. Um, I uh, texted my wife and told her that Megan Rapino was at the black heart and she was like on her way. <laughs> so we got a picture. <laughs> I did. I needed to get it from the, for, uh, no one else uh, got pictures. It was the U S soccer people were doing it. So I have to touch base with the U S soccer and see if I can get a copy of that picture for our, for our Christmas card this year. So, <clears throat> Ooh. Um, and then she was in uh, Minnesota, obviously because the U S women's national team is playing at Allianz uh, tonight. When you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, uh, if you are listening to it on a day after Tuesday, they already played last night. The last se- last game of the season of the year for the U.S. Women's National Team will be Carly Lloyd's last uh, match ever um, with the national team. Or you know, I think, yeah, international match. I'm not sure if her team is still in the playoffs or not. Um, but one of her last games ever, last game definitely with the U.S. Women's, na- women's National Team. Uh, it'll be at Allianz against South Korea. Um, it's going to be chilly. So if you're going, layer up. Um, and have fun. The women's national team matches are, are very, very fun um, uh, experiences. So I, you- uh, I saw the U S play Switzerland at U S bank stadium before Allianz was built. And then uh, was it just last year that they played Portugal? It was like two years oh, ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. On their, on their victory tour. And this is the best team that they will have, or, you know, most equal team that they've played uh, in Minnesota. Obviously, as a Korean American, I would love to go. Sadly, I, I'm missing this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, the U.S. Women's National Team drew with South Korea uh, 0-0 a couple nights ago in uh, Kansas City. So the South Koreans are no joke uh, with their women's national team. So, um, yeah. All right, let's jump in quickly. We'll, we'll end with the more um, Minnesota United stuff. The Loons playoff magic number update. The magic number is down to 10. Uh, if you remember correctly, last weekend it was 15. Um, it's down, down to 10. And that's because wait, Minnesota- wait, 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 wait. This is news to me. Magic number. It, so we still need 10 more points. We need, we need either 10 points or a combination of uh, RSL. Vancouver, uh, Vanc- well, yeah, because we're ahead of Vancouver right now, so we're one point ahead of Vancouver. So it's ten. Either we get ten points, or it's a combination of us getting points and whichever team is in eighth place dropping points. So the midweek games all went uh, against us last week, where we said we we wanted uh, Portland and Vancouver to draw and, and all that stuff. Um, RSL is, has a game in hand. Uh, there, we are three points ahead of them. They are currently in eighth place. We are four points ahead of LAFC. Uh, who were in ninth place. San Jose is still kicking uh, in 10th place, but they're realistically, you know, more, more or less eliminated. Um, I think, yeah, they, I mean, they were there's one a, point out of fourth, And we're one point out of fourth. I think that is one of the, the more important things too. If we would have beaten LAFC over the weekend, we would be in fourth place right now by ourselves solely in fourth place. Right. Um, Cause Portland drew, um, so yeah, so it's, uh, so yeah, so you're cheering, we're cheering obviously for this Minnesota Vancouver game is huge. It's a six, you know, it's a, what they call a proverbial six point game. Um, if we, cause if we get 
three points and Vancouver drops three points. That's immensely helpful. And then obviously um, Sporks on Halloween and then at the LA Galaxy the following weekend could be a a vital game for either, you know, playoff seating uh, or even just making the playoffs. So we don't have a ton of room. Um, Like I said, RSL has a game in hand. They will play midweek next week as well. Um, But the upcoming, the important upcoming fixtures uh, to keep an eye on if you're interested in following this stuff uh, is tonight, the 26th, LAFC uh, plays host Seattle. Um, uh, Wednesday, the 27th, Dallas uh, host RSL. Dallas, who seemingly is like white hot at home right now. So that's a, that's good for us. Uh, SKC hosts the LA Galaxy. That's uh, second place versus fifth. Portland and San Jose play in Portland. Uh, and then Vancouver um, hosts Minnesota in the late game on Wednesday. And then just two games that are of importance this weekend. RSL uh, hosts San Jose. And then Minnesota hosts Sporting Kansas City. That's that's on Saturday. Then Minnesota hosts Kansas City on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So those are the important matches to watch. Uh, scores we want all of them. Yes, we want Dallas. Honestly, I, we want Dallas, Kansas City, San Jose, and Minnesota to all win on Wednesday. With uh, Seattle beating LAFC on Tuesday, um, and then we want San Jose to beat RSL and us to beat Sporting Kansas City this weekend. So. That is exactly what we want to happen. Asking San Jose for two wins is is a lot, but I'm here for it, David. Let's do this. Come on, Matias Almeida. Let's get fucking weird, man. You know? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm kind of like serenity prayer on this, like accept the things I cannot change, which is like, <laughs> like you know, I don't know how Portland and whoever are going to pan out, but all we can do is worry about ourselves and our performance in our matches. Right. Exactly. So yeah, <laughs> we get nine points. We're going to be, we're going to make the playoffs. If we get, I would have to say, if we get, if we, we, if we beat Vancouver, if we get five points, I think we make the playoffs. I think. Wow. Um, okay. Because, yeah, right now we're at seven. Since we started this exercise, uh, that match against Houston, down in Houston, uh, we have c- collected 17 points. Um, that's one yeah, more. Yeah, what than- was the original magic number? 46? It was like we needed to. Yeah, I think it was like we wanted to get to like 46. Always, always made the playoffs or something like that. So, okay. Um, and we're at 45 points right now. Um, so we're, we're very close. But that, you know, we're, like I said, we're playing a big game against Vancouver. We cannot lose that game. Um, mm-hmm. A draw is not great, but it would, it would certainly be not the worst thing in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Sporks come to town and, and we got to get something from that game. And then Galaxy. Um, I mean, theoretically, we could have this all wrapped up by the time we go play the LA Galaxy. It might just be about seeding then because um, it depends on what happens with RSL. Because RSL plays like three games in the next 10 days um, to get caught up on games. So they'll be busy. Um, but yeah, we see you take care of business. And like I said, we're I currently at 17 points since we started this. Um, Jess, you predicted 28 possible points. Um, we are not mm-hmm. going to get to we are not going to get to 28 possible points because we literally cannot uh, right now because there's only three games left. Uh, I predicted 23, um, which we can still get to with a couple of wins because um, mm-hmm. right now we're at 17. And MJ, you only predicted 16 points total. Yeah, and we, we surpassed that. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> We're not the biggest loser. Yeah. And then um, you haven't picked a, a game correctly in one, two, three, four, five, five. straight games. Uh, now, can I just say that even though I'm very horrible at this at this contest, that it hasn't been just me being a negative Nathan. I picked two two wins and a draw in there, and, and we we either drew or lost those games. Right. So, so right. I'm, I'm picking the wrong ones to win and the wrong ones to lose and so on. And that's okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, let's get into it. <clears throat> Wednesday, the 27th at 9 p.m., uh, Vancouver Whitecaps taking on Minnesota United. Uh, I will I will I also point out one thing I noticed, too, the other day, is that ever since that Sporting Kansas City uh, betting scandal dropped, um, the MLSsoccer.com uh, does not put the odds on their games anymore. There is an odds <laughs> tab, but they don't have the odds for matches anymore. So... Um, cool. go, I wonder if that weren't they like a sponsored link too, like MGM? Yeah, that MGM. So yeah. So ever since that yeah, th- that scandal that's happens, interesting. Interesting. Um, that's maybe that's more maybe MJ and on, but I'm pretty sure that that is exactly yeah what yeah happened, no so. that's, 
Because it it was Bovada, right? They were partnering with Bovada. I'm not sure if it was Bovada or Bet MGM. I think it was Bet MGM. It was Bet MGM. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Bet MGM logo was still on there. Yep. And you can click on the odds, and it'll just it'll just take you to the game, uh, but not uh, not to the MGM site. Not to the uh, not to well, you, you normally just have the odds underneath the the mm-hmm. the, the games. Um, it doesn't even just it just just reloads the schedule. Just has you has you on the odds tab. So. Oh, like it's not even like you have to click three more times to get to them. Like no, you just, you just can't even. Yeah, you can't even, can't even get to it. So um, interesting. So, odds are for this game, I forgot to put in the in the document, but Vancouver's favored at plus one forty. Uh, draw is plus two forty, and Minnesota United uh, at plus one seventy. So uh, Vancouver's slight favorites to win this game. Um, yeah, what uh, what do we want to talk about on on Vancouver? They're uh, just all of a sudden have become a very dangerous team, especially at home. I think they have four, four wins in a row at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, they're, they're anchored by Maxime Cropo, their goalkeeper. Uh, he's, he's the Canadian national team goalkeeper. He's keeping our boy Dane St. Clair out of that number one job. Uh, anybody else <clears throat> that um, jumps out to you on uh, Vancouver, either MJ or Jess? They play a three, four, three. And uh, Calcedo is is the guy that really jumps out at me as as one of their strikers. He he and Cavallini are both good. Yeah, <clears throat> I say Lucas Cavallini, designated player. Um, one te- one guy that uh, um, who always always punished Minnesota United when they were with uh, when he was with San Jose, <clears throat> uh, Florian Youngworth, Youngworth uh, yeah. defender. <clears throat> he can get forward. Seems like he always, yeah, he was always putting the ball in the back of the net against Minnesota United. So, uh, just wanted to highlight him uh, as well. Winsky, their right back, is also pretty good too. Cavallini sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, he's a he's a forward um, uh, designated player. So he's been around for for a little while for them. Yeah. They're they're an interesting. There's not any like there's not any major star in there, but it's just it's a bunch of players who have somehow figured out it figured it out and are working really really well um together so how do we think this game is going to go for minnesota uh, oh, MJ, we'll start with you. what's that Dahomey, uh who sometimes just starts sometimes off the bench christian Dahomey. we should mention him too oh right 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 yeah um yes yeah i forgot about Mid-midfielder. Mid-midfielder. yep yep uh cool. I, oh this is so tough I initially picked a win. I initially picked a win, but th- like Vancouver's playing well. Right. It's like, like back when I made this pick, they weren't playing well. Right. Right. So this is tough. I, yeah. I would like to change my prediction from a Minnesota United win to a, to a draw, but yeah, it's like, well, that's fine. We have the, we have the picks and then what you, what you, you know, what your uh, hearts of hearts uh, is telling you. So like, we'll leave it. At, we'll leave it as a win in the uh, in our, our yeah, no, number one. But yeah, those are set in stone. But like, if I can adjust my my pick to how they're playing now, not several weeks ago. Yeah. What What would it be today? Two 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 draw. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I picked a draw in the contest, and I um I will continue to stick with the draw. I think Minnesota has. <clears throat> I don't know if we've ever played Vancouver well in Vancouver. Um, yeah. I, think I think we have, but I don't think it's relevant at this point. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think Vancouver's on too much of a roll. I don't think we lose this game. Um, I think it's, but I think it still ends up like a one-one draw as well. So, and then okay. uh, Jess, you had originally a, as a this is also a win. Yeah, uh, are you sticking by that, or are you gonna change it up? Well, I I am not going to change my official answer, but. If I were to change my official answer, I would put us at, realistically, I put us at a draw or maybe even a loss, but I don't think we're going to win. Oh. <laughs> or a bunch so, of negative, negative Nancy's over here. <clears throat> yeah. draw or maybe lose. <laughs> I'm documenting this in the agenda. All right. Uh, okay, so, so this game is on Valley Sports North Plus, so not on the CW. So if you don't have Valley Sports North, 
Um, you have to li- listen to it on Score North or get, oh, your, get yourself to the Blackheart uh, to watch I the game. I recommend so. at least two warm-up drinks before turning on Score North. I'm just saying. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and then the game on Sunday is a noon kickoff, uh, Minnesota United against the Sporks of Kansas City. Uh, this one is an ESPN and ESPN Deportes game. So again, no CW, but ESPN and, is, and ESPN Deportes are much more accessible than Valley Sports North for most people. So if you can't make it to the game uh, at home at 12 p.m., um, like me, unfortunately, I think I'll be I'll be out knocking doors. So I might try and catch the second half uh, at the black card. But uh, anyways, yeah, so. Um, I'm, I'm going to brunch with my girlfriend, Bree, and then we're going to go to the game. So nice. my, I think we're coordinating some loungewear costumes. Very cool. Yes, nice. definitely, if you're going... You're, you cut out. It, what'd you say, David? If it... So, yeah. So, if you were going to the game, um, highly recommend uh, dressing up. Uh, these are really fun games to go to, um, dressed up. And if you can coordinate with somebody, um, all the better. So, Group I mean, costume next year. Who's coming with us? Ted Lasso cast. Call <laughs> out. Listen to the DMs. We need to start planning. 2022 Halloween is almost upon us. Yes. I mean, in uh, a year and six days. <clears throat> so I digress. Um, oh, I was going to say, Anna, Anna is making Ragnar a, a, a dinosaur costume, like made a tail and doing all these things. And I have um, like a dinosaur onesie that uh, Anna's friends gave us for our engagement. She has like a kangaroo one. And so she, so Clara's going to go as a kangaroo. Ragnar's going to go as a dinosaur. And I'm going to be a dinosaur. And Anna's going to be a, a kangaroo as well. So um, for trick a or kangaroo, treating. It's like a kangaroo with a roo, with a kanga, with a roo, with a kanga, with a roo, roo. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, just, the a, 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 yeah. Cascading, cascading marsupials. So, um, so yeah. So if you are in, in, the Hamlet Midway area uh, on Sunday night and you see a kangaroo and a dinosaur walking around with their little mini me's of them. That's us. So, all right, let's talk. So be on the lookout neighborhood watch. Bitches. Been, yeah. There's a few people who I think listen to the podcast who live on our, live on our block. So they'll, they'll know um, what's what's, I don't know if we won't even talk about. Make sure you keep the edibles and the candy separate for, for David. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can give me the edibles. That's totally fine. Um, and you know, or the beer or whatever. We do have a couple of people who have like big parties and have beer and stuff for the adults and all that fun stuff. So I should maybe try. When and... I grew up in the eighties, they did shit like that. My parents. I should, yeah, I should actually maybe go and like get a bunch of uh, tiny little bottles of booze, of like vodka and, and Fireball and stuff, and like keep them in the freezer so that when parents yeah. come. Yeah. No. Oh no. Do a big brew of like um a, a mulled cider beverage on the stove would, oh, I, I, would, so good. I would normally do that but with covid and everything i'm I, maybe not maybe just giving you some oh maybe just yeah you just a shot I mean, here's here's a fireball shot here's a grenade a hand grenade yeah. that's what my grandfather called them hand <laughs> okay uh well we've been uh avoiding talking about, about United my versus Sparks. <laughs> um it's sporting kansas city we play them all the time uh well or we play with them or they play with us in our right. heart yeah um obviously tim malia is important as he's not suspended uh for this game uh their main goalkeeper uh alan Polito has been i feel like he's been out for the last couple of weeks but i'm not 100 sure on that <clears throat> uh peter vermees uh their coach obviously loves kicking the shit out of minnesota and adrian heath and uh, I'll just also shout out Roger Espinosa, who again is a gigantic Minnesota United killer. So, anybody I miss, MJ? Roger Espinosa, this destroyer of Minnesota Cavs uh, thighs. Uh, he'll kick your head if you get a chance, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Gotti Kinda and Kyrie Shelton and uh, Johnny Russell up top. And and last time. Johnny Russell really, really ate up. Uh, I can't remember if it's Gasper or DJ Taylor, but he really ate that fullback up. So let's hope we have our eye on him a little bit better. Yeah. Um, 
we'll see. Sporting Kansas City's not playing a midweek game, I think, so they'll be plenty rested. Um, they, you know, they have an outside shot. They have a game in hand, or maybe they are playing a game. They have a game in hand on on um, Seattle, I believe. So they uh, they're also only three points right behind Seattle for the number one seed. So they definitely uh, which I think gets you a buy. So they're they have something to play for. A buy and then home field throughout the throughout the Western Conference playoffs because it. yeah, he's uh, they would have it because obviously yeah. So yeah, um, uh, Polito has not been in the lineup. Um, he wasn't in the lineup last week. But yeah, Kiri Shelton, Kinda, and Russell started across the top for for SKC over the weekend against Seattle. Uh, fun drinking game. Every time they show uh, Peter Ramiz, take a drink every time he has that "get off my lawn" look on his face. <laughs> you will be shit faced by the te- the tenth minute, buddy. Uh, like I feel like his face is frozen in that "get off my lawn" look. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the one thing we all I'll just say about Sporting Kansas City is like they are really good. Um, they play a four three three. They're really good in those those that three and the three part. Uh, the four part not so much. Um, right. Minnesota can definitely attack. Um, and you know especially if you have Reynoso. So I'll be interested actually. We didn't talk about this with Vancouver, but how much he rotates his squad. Um, does he give Reynoso? at least a half off, maybe say, you know, you're just going to come out for the last 30 minutes um, because we're saving you for uh, sporting at the weekend. Because the game in, luckily it's a Sunday game, but they are playing at nine o'clock at night uh, here, central time. So seven in Vancouver. So they're going to get back late on Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. Um, They actually, that let's, they luckily have an extra day to recover because the game's not until Sunday, but that's still, um, that's still pretty late. And would be interested. I would. I would not surprise me if Finley gets the start against Vancouver with Lude getting right. the start against Sporting Kansas City. Um, maybe seeing someone like Nico Hansen, although we haven't really seen Nico Hansen at all, so I don't know what the hell he's done to piss off Adrian Heath. But in, in a place of like Reynoso, um, with Reynoso maybe coming on for the last thirty minutes if they're chasing a goal or something. I really like that. Um, within the last five games or so, you're seeing Heath change whether Lude or Finley starts on the right and one of them gets to come off the bench really fresh. And uh, to a lesser extent, Hayes and Reynoso, um, I wish he would do that for other positions on the pitch, but, you know, yeah. you are seeing a little bit of him trying to manage minutes. Well, that's good. Well, we'll see. We have, again, three games left to these two this week, and then LA Galaxy on the 7th. So, uh, okay, who? How do you think this goes on Saturday? Um, I believe I picked a win. I'm going to stick with the win. I think uh, Minnesota has Casey's number here uh, at home in the fall when there's very important games on the line. This could potentially, potentially be a playoff clinching game. Uh, so just I think like 2019. It's like 2019 could potentially be a playoff clinching game. So I'm going to say with Minnesota and the Loons win uh, on Halloween. Uh, MJ. I would love to sing Wonderwall on Halloween with all of you all. And I'm going to stick with my, I'm going to stick with my pick of it's a draw. Okay. Like a one, one draw. Uh, Jess, uh, I think you originally picked a win here as well. Yes. You stick with that. Yes, I am. I believe in magic and magic. I expect no less than magic on all hollow Z. <laughs> This Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um, cool. Uh, MJ, do you do you want to do your Everton uh, losing at home take? Well, oh, because you want to end with yours, right? I don't need to, but I. If you're going to give me an opportunity to masturbate to Liverpool, um, kicking the shit out of Man U, I'm going to take it. So I, I think the last time where, you know, about a year ago on this pod. Everton was doing really well, and and Liverpool, while slightly ahead of the, on the table, was not doing well. I said, "Hey, David, you want to talk about Liverpool?" And he's like, "Nope, they didn't play this weekend." And so I'm just gonna say the last two weeks didn't happen. Um, Everton didn't lose at home to you know West Ham United and Watford. Um, I don't know if they put a W in their name if they would get Ws more often, but. Yeah, losing at home to West Ham and Watford is not cool. 
losing at home to West Ham is not the worst thing in the world. They're actually pretty good now. David Moyes, is tur- your former manager, has turned them around. Um, the Watford match, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't, oh. I didn't watch it uh, live, and then I, I was, then I, then I saw the final score. I was like five to two. I was like, wow, we, man. We I mean, were winning two one, and we lo- we lost five two. You were winning two one to like the seventieth minute, and then yeah. you gave up four four goals in twenty minutes, yeah. which is what Liverpool put on Manchester United in the first half. Uh, on Sunday, um, it was uh, uh, quite a quite a show. And, and uh, you know, I don't know, like if this is the end of the road for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but um, man, they don't have a midfield. It's Manchester United is really bad at their midfield. Bagba injured. He didn't play, right? You know, he came out in the in the second half for 14 minutes before he got a straight red card. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was. So yeah, so it was five nothing at that point, and then at that point, Liverpool were just like, "Cool, we're gonna pass the ball around a bunch, and uh, not really take shots because we don't want anybody else to get hurt." Because uh, uh, Ronaldo tried to uh, kick Curtis Jones uh, uh, in the fucking balls, yeah, um, several times, actually twice. Luckily, he hit the ball both times, as opposed to hitting, as opposed to hitting the kid. Um, it was it was a very chippy game for Man U, you know, even even when they were getting the shit kick out of him, um, Harry Maguire probably should have been sent off at one point. It was, Oh, of course. Liverpool should have been playing up like by two men, um, probably by the, by halftime. And they were, man, he was lucky that they were only down for nothing and still had 11 men on the pitch. Uh, Don't you feel like Sadio Mane should have been sent off at some point too? And I'm not saying, cause I, wa- I didn't watch the match. I'm just saying on any given game day i feel like he could get sent off i mean he's he's got that temper like met near um where he very if he gets uh if he gets uh touched the wrong way you know bad touch he will go he will go off i'm close to the (laughs) edge yeah i'm Um, trying not to lose my head i think that's all we can i think that's all we can sing before we have to start paying rights for that so thank you for cutting it off there um just i don't know man yeah, Liverpool are really good. Everton, you know, again, at the beginning of the season didn't look terrible, but yeah, but taking on uh, two losses at home is not is not a great look for for your boys. So, uh, all right, well, that'll end it. The podcast, uh, hopefully, not too super long. Um, no questions. Oh, do you have the questions pulled up? I forgot to put them in the document. So, uh, so uh, Lacribs uh, Andy Schletz asks, uh, referring to a question I asked a couple of weekends, do you Zeller think? Keith's hot seat is as cool as ever. Would really value MJ and Jess's thoughts as well, of course. Well, it's, wait, is cool? Is it cool to be hot? Hot to be cool? No, cool would be hot like he's you're getting fired. He's, hot is, yeah. He's, but he, oh my gosh. Andy worded that question really poorly. Hot, the hot seat would be you're close to getting fired. Cool means you're safe. So, um, so he's saying the seat is hot. Can you repeat and the question, MJ? You think Heath's hot seat is as cool as ever, meaning it's not that hot. Like, okay. meaning it probably should be hot, but like, right. old boys okay. club, you know, Bill McGuire, Adrian Heath, they love each other. They want to stick around each other. Like, a, a, Bill cool. McGuire is, wants to be a good landlord and doesn't want to kick his tenant out. So um, I'll say this, uh, Andy, that if he makes the play, I think if he makes the playoffs, no matter what, even if they back in, um, right. Even if they lose these last three games and they are draw the draw, you know, draw two and lose to LA and they still make the playoffs somehow. Um, mm-hmm. if they make the playoffs, I think he's, he's sticking around now. Should, should he No. um, if they make the playoffs as like a six seed, I don't think he should, I don't think he should be given, um, barring a MLS cup final run. <clears throat> I'm not saying win the MLS cup, but like make it to the, to the final, then maybe you give him one more year. Um, the team really should have been should have been in the top four all year, and they clearly weren't. And uh, there's clearly something wrong with with something. You know, I don't know if you saw Ozzy Alonso <clears throat> um, came back out from Twitter retirement and was didn't wasn't didn't actually drop some truth bombs, but people were asking, and he was basically like, "One day you'll hear my story." Um, literally went to hell. And back, <laughs> I think was, was one of his. Uh, and I know it's a lot of it has to do with his with his life. Like, We'll be there. Or no, that was Ike Opara. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so I think there's I think there's some I don't think it's it's all kumbaya in the dressing room. So 
yes, I think his seat is 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 relatively cool right now. Um, I think the only thing that would get him that would that would potentially make him a uh, after the season firing would be if they lose these next three games. They're not even close, and they end up not making the playoffs. I think if they are even close, which Minnesota will be, Minnesota is generally <clears throat> mm-hmm. plays tough games, plays you know plays well enough to get a goal or two um, and keep the game tight, or they play good enough defense where they you know make it a one nothing loss or a two one. Um, so barring some sort of like epic Man U collapse, um, I think Adrian Heath's job is is pretty safe at least for. The beginning of next year now you know if they do another oh and four start i mean who knows but i don't think you fire a coach um you know even a manager i mean adrian heath is like the third longest tenured manager in, in mls right now or, or fourth or something like that it's it's crazy yeah he stuck around as long as he has given his record um but again i think there's you know the question the other question that we never really talk about is who would you replace him with this this off season so right depending on who becomes comes available. Like I think Bob Bradley might be on the hot seat. And if Bob Bradley became available um, now, Bob Bradley would never come to Minnesota. I, I can't imagine, but yeah. uh, you know, he was, he's probably going somewhere like Toronto or somewhere, but um, if a co- coach of Bob Bradley's caliber became available, then you definitely have to have that conversation regardless of whether you make the playoffs or not. So I just want to say that Fred, former Minnesota Thunder player and former head coach, Freddie Juarez is an assistant at Seattle right now, you know, would he ever want to come back to Minnesota? Juarez, yeah, we should actually maybe like put down a list of, of potential candidates. Richie Gonzalez, former Thunder player, you know. And and the ones that are realistic, like but Bob Bradley is like a dream candidate, but he's not realistic. But like Luchi Gonzalez, um, Freddie Juarez are definitely realistic, uh, yeah. realistic candidates. And I mean Luchi Gonzalez had made the playoffs with FC Dallas, you know, two of the last three years. Um, they weren't going to make the playoffs this year, but the dude oversaw an academy program. Like he brings more stuff to the table than just um, being a head yeah. coach. Um, the question is, you need, you know, if you're going to get rid of Heath, you need to go with somebody who will take you over the next hurdle. And you got to figure out what that next hurdle is. Um, and I think trying to develop some sort of youth program might be a really important piece of that. So, uh, Rob from the Pacific Northwest says, would love to hear if, uh, rant about how fucking embarrassing the, this league is, meaning MLS. Tweeting jokes about a player's body slamming another pl- player and only getting a yellow about it. Uh, I think we covered that earlier in the pod, yes? Yeah, we pretty much touched on it. The, the... Uh, Christian, Hot Clouds Christian, we're skipping your question because it overlaps uh, with Andy Schlett's question. Uh, and finally, we'll, we'll, Rodrigo, what's up with the futsal tournament? He's talking about the podcast the Minnesota podcast uh, for charity futsal tournament. You mean, Whoa, you mean this trophy, this trophy I have here? Are, are you going winning? to defend it? Um, I, I think he wants a rematch. I think. He- Listen, they, they played us twice and they lost, they got the shit kicked out of them twice. So. And I'll um, do it in stripper heels. Uh, I don't, I would highly recommend not doing that, <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm just I think, saying that's how, I mean, they yeah. don't know the fury and the passion. Of, of, of getting stomped on by a stripper here? Uh, if I get competitive, I get competitive. It's, right. It daggers out. Just saying. Well, to answer the question, we, I mean, we had originally a plan on, on trying to do it like at least once a year. And then obviously fucking COVID happened. So, and then, you know, everything got fucked. It got, it got in the way. So I, yes, I would think we should all sit down or get onto a zoom and, and try and figure out, um, probably have to do it. And if you, if you want to do it before the season starts indoors, but I know Rodrigo, uh, knows some spaces that we could potentially do it. Um, ninth street soccer has, um, fields and stuff. So we might be able to find a, a time where we can, we can rent a field for a weekend or whatever. The nice thing about when we did it, we did it sort of in the fall, actually, so it's probably about little, little more than two years ago now. Cause I think we did it in like September of, of 2019. Um, it was nice because it was like a nice crisp fall day. It wasn't too warm, but it wasn't too cold. Um, and playing soccer now more regularly playing indoors still, still does kind of suck for, for the, you know, uh, running around for 40 minutes. So, um, we'll have to figure out time and space, but yeah, maybe I'm gonna have to reach out to Rodrigo and 
Silver Butterman and uh, Wes and sort of get some, because I know there's more podcasts used to try and get maybe some more, more teams involved as well. Maybe open it up to people, um, you know, have a, a, a open, open people can pay 15 bucks or whatever to help uh, donate to the whatever charity that we pick. Cause we don't, we raised almost a thousand dollars for, yeah. um, for like a girl with that. So that was really cool. So that the answer is really yes. Cool. We will defend our title at some point. We just need the the parameters to be correct. So, yeah, time and place. Time and place. Uh, uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Um, again, please rate and review it wherever you find uh, find our podcast. Uh, Davesiknow.com, patreon.com slash know. Uh, you can always reach us at tdikmn on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Texas Hour. MJ is M- at MJ Matsui. <clears throat> Hey, Jessica is at Jessica one four four zero eight three niner two. Um, all right, we've been the Daves. You know this is the Daves. I know. Very good, guys. Son. Long as you do yours, land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do